Welcome to the sweetest little life where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hansen, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach. And I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Today on the podcast, we are talking with Talisha Kim, and I am so excited. She is a fellow healer and has a pretty amazing story that I think a lot of the audience will really relate to. Today, we are talking about trauma and ways to really work through things in a very powerful yet simple means. We're going to cover some examples. We're going to tell our personal stories. And today is just like a real personal conversation on both ends. Um, You are going to for sure connect and feel something at the end of this. And I would love to hear your thoughts. If you guys would be so kind to leave a comment on today's episode and just let me know what you thought, what you connected with and what just really resonated. Alicia, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for joining us. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. So I love your story. It's so powerful. So I want the audience to get to know a little bit about you, to be able to connect with you, to chat with you. So can you share with us who you are, what brought you to where you're at right now, and just a little bit about your journey? Absolutely. I would love to share. I am finally at a place accept my journey to share about it because I hope that whatever I have to say will help touch your heart and help you to recognize the power and gifts that you have inside. So I am Talisha. You can know me on social media as Talisha Kim, but my closest friends call me Talisha. And I first and foremost am a wife and a mama. I have two kiddos and I just love that life, but there wasn't a time or there was a time, excuse me, where I didn't love either of those roles and where I was in a place of depression and anxiety, all stemming from a trauma that I had faced with losing my grandma. So my Mm. family and I, when we were newly married, we lived with my grandma. She had a basement apartment and it was just my husband and I. And then about three years in, we brought home our first baby there. And then um, we lived with her from then on. And one day I went up to go check on her and bring my little boy up to go play with her. And it just was that moment of anxiety. You know, when you can sense that something isn't right, but you aren't sure what it is and your heart starts to race and feels like your belly is in your throat and everything just is like on high alert. That was how I felt going upstairs to check on my grandma. And when I got up to the top of the stairs, I just knew that something was wrong. Again, not sure what it was. I had my little boy in my arms and I could hear the drum of her oxygen machine, which was odd because she only used oxygen at night and it was still on and it was the middle of the afternoon. And so again, my senses were peaked and I walked down her hallway to go check on her in her room. 
because she wasn't in her normal kitchen spot or her den spot. And I passed the bathroom and that's when I found her and she Mm -hmm. was gone. I tried all I could to find a pulse and bring her back, but um, it was too late at that point. And my whole world crushed at that point. And I had my little boy, I was pregnant. I was six months pregnant with my daughter and everything just went from happy go lucky. Like I'm a mom, I'm going to have a new baby. Everything is great to, I don't know who I am anymore. I'm, I can't sleep without the light turned on. My husband can't Mm. go anywhere because I'm so scared that something is going to happen to him. I just thought that anyone close to me was going to die. And even though it wasn't rational or real, that was what I thought life would be. And so from there, I just turned into a really hot mess. I was anxious all the time, depressed all the time, turned into controlling perfectionistic Talisha because I felt so out of control inside. And then that's when I found healing work. And it was at the pushing and urging of my husband for me to take care of myself because our marriage was on the brinks. And he kind of made it like an ultimatum of like, you got to get some help now where things are just going to get worse and we can't have that in our home anymore. So Mm. I went and got some help and through getting that help, my life started to change. I was having panic attacks every single day and I went two weeks without having a panic attack. And I was like, I'm healed, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) and it felt so good. And from there, it just, the panic attacks extended. I, you know, I didn't have them for longer periods of time each time I went and had a session done. And because it made such a difference for my life and I gained tools and skills, I had no idea about, mind you, I was in school to become a social worker. So I had therapy skills, but these energy work techniques and healing techniques blew my mind and I was getting results from them quite Mm. instantly. And so from there, um, again, at the urging of my husband, he's like, you should do a business out of this. Like you need to help other people because he could see the difference in me. And I struggled to believe in myself with it, but I was like, okay, well it couldn't hurt. Like I love to help people. Clearly I want to be a social worker. And so I just started offering my services for free. And in those days I was doing Reiki and started doing that and just growing this incredible business. And two years later, it turned into creating my own healing modality. And that's what I've been doing for the last three years now of serving my clients and serving the people around me is just doing these healing techniques. And it's been the best journey. I love how everything aligned. Our stories are actually very, very similar. Um, And it is insane how when you are healed, it's like you kind of have an obligation to heal others when you've been through that dark past. I feel like after I went through trauma therapy, it was like, oh my gosh, if I don't help others with what I've learned and the skills that I've gained, I feel like I'm like being such a fraud with anything else that I would do. Absolutely. And you're so right with that. I think it is. It does become an obligation because you can see how other people are hurting and you figured out a secret and it feels like you've just tapped into this gold mine and you need to share it. Absolutely. And I love what you said about death because I actually just went to, so I do these um, goddess circles for Feminergy. It's like a meditation circle. um, And I do them once a month with these women that are just the most empowering people ever. And they were talking about death and how as a human race, we fear it. Like it's a scary thing because it's the unknown. 
when really it should be celebrated because that person, I mean, we celebrate birth, we celebrate, you know, having a baby and the creation of human. And then when we, when our souls are in pain and it's time to go to heaven or nirvana or whatever you believe in, whatever your thing is, but when it's time to go on to the next phase of our lives, it's like this scary thing for us because our minds can't fathom like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I just lost this person when really, I mean, it's just the moving on of it and it should be celebrated instead of, you know, so scared in such a fear state because really fear is just an origin, right? So Absolutely. I mean, when we can get to that state, I feel like so much healing in itself happens. And I just got to a level, it's funny, my grandma raised me actually, and I never got to grieve her. She died when I was 12. And it really, really affected me as an adult, but I didn't know it. It was one of those hidden traumas that sneaks up on you later. Absolutely. And yeah, and I, um, you know, so funny. Now I like will get, she used to wear this perfume called Passion and it was like a super strong, very defined smell. And ever since I've done my healing, I'll get random whiffs of Passion, like on holidays or like just an embrace of her and I'm like oh my gosh thank you god I needed that yeah but it's like just the little things you know it's amazing what happens when we heal the connections that we get to find and uh, like just experience oh for sure and that was the same thing for me like I had never been through death of a loved one to that degree before and I have a strong opinion and belief on the afterlife and so I never expected death to hit me the way it did but I think like you were saying, like those hidden traumas, I had had those throughout my life too. We all do. We all have traumas that we don't recognize were traumatic or hard. And with her passing, it brought all of that up. And then it brought in this deeper sorrow of missing her because she did become a a mom to me. I mean, I was 20 years old when I moved in with her and brand new married. I mean, she had a lot of influence on me. And so I can totally agree with everything that you're saying there of, it hurts and it's hard to lose someone. And I don't think our culture talks about it, like you were saying, in the celebratory process. And through the healing work I did, I had those quiet moments with her where she reassured me that this was part of the plan and that this was how it needed to happen. And I love that you get her perfume smell. My my grandma smells, she was a smoker. And even though she had quit um, before her passing, and I don't know how many years before, but the smell still lingered in her home. And I have her piano and the piano, I'll, I'll walk past it and I just get a whiff of her, you know, and she's been gone for seven years. That smell typically should be gone, but you know, you just get those random whiffs and it's like, oh, thank you. Like, I just, I needed you today. (laughs) Yes. You're just like, hi there. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So when you're working with clients, what is a common denominator that you see? Because I feel, especially with COVID and everything that's happened, a lot of people have been faced with themselves. And that is, I think, a really amazing thing to watch from the outside is just all the healing that is happening in our world right now, just everyone, the connection, the pulling together, the people really having to kind of rise up or fall down and falling down isn't always a bad thing. I feel like a lot of times we really do need to completely shatter in order to put back the pieces and build back together. 
But I personally see a very defined common denominator with everyone right now. And I'm just curious if you see anything with your clients as well. Oh, yes, I for sure do. And even from the moment that COVID hit and everyone was losing their minds, I feel like because Mm. I have been through the grieving process, maybe you recognize this too. But because I have been going through the grieving process for so many years, I was like, this is grief. Like you're, you're overspending, like going and hoarding everything. That's grief. Your fear, that's grief. Like I could just call it as grief because I see that. Right. And so I think because people are shattered right now and it is such a scary thing and an unknown thing, it brings up that shadow self, that part of us that we have ignored for so many years and are like, no, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Right. (laughs) And so it brings up those shadow parts of themselves. And so I have been seeing more and more people who are afraid to be themselves. People who are afraid to like step into their gifts and their powers because of what other people are going to think. So it's this unveiling process that they've been going through of who they really are and accepting that their darkness isn't a bad thing. Their darkness is a part of their story. So it's bringing up their issues with self-worth. It's bringing up their issues with their confidence and who they truly are at their core healing those parts of them so that they can shine and be who they were created to be. Absolutely. I love that. I was going to say shadow self too. I just, I think that everyone's kind of had to face it. And a lot of people, I mean, I feel like the shadow kind of gets um, a rough name because people think of it as all negative and it's not, it's just the mirror. It's just things we need to look at and acknowledge and work through. And it's not good. It's not bad. It's just something that's there that we need to face. And once we do, we can really get to that highest self that God intended us to be. Yes. I love that process. I mean, it's not always like enjoyable to go through it, right? It's not the sexy part of spirituality. No, no. No, but when you get to that other side, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm free. (laughs) It feels so good. I feel like when you see the pictures of like women jumping with the chains broken behind them, like when you get to that point, that is the exact feeling of what it feels like. You're like, nothing, nothing has me. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So when you started your journey with healing, what types of healing were you especially drawn to? I know there's energy work, there's Reiki, there's counseling, there's so many different aspects to it. Do you kind of cover it all or are you really hyper-focused on one part that just really is it the grief? Is it something that really connects you to people? Yeah. So for me, when I started my healing journey, it was really connecting into Um, my child self, I did a lot of inner child work in that point because they were the things that created this trauma with my grandma's passing to be so big. And I mean, in my home, we talked about prayer and forgiveness and things like that, but I never truly understood the power of letting go and releasing. I just, I didn't understand that concept. And so I was able to go back through and help my younger child self. And then Reiki was a big part of it for me as well with the energy work side of things to get my body back into balance and to recognize and feel my body in a deeper way. My background too in in childhood and teen years was I have endometriosis. And so I had to be aware of my body physically. But then through learning Reiki, I got to learn how to experience my body energetically and recognize 
at a deeper level what I was going through. And so it created this ability for me to be more in tune and aware, which awakened my other spiritual gifts. And so that's when I started creating my own modality. And in that modality, what I focus on truly is connecting to our inner self because we don't listen to our inner authority, right? We are programmed over and over and over again to ignore our inner authority and please other people. And so that's the work that I work on with my clients is to connect to their inner authority and to clear out the things that they intuitively feel or the things that they have experienced. I don't tell them what is wrong with them. I feel like that is so wrong to do. I guide them to their work. I guide them to their pain and they get to experience it. And then from there, through the techniques I've learned, I'm able to help them visualize and go through that release process of truly letting it go on their level. Oh, I love that. And the inner child work, I mean, in general is so important to just be able to tap into that because we really do put that ego gets so thick on the onion layers that it's hard to kind of crack past that at certain points. So I thought what would be really fun today to kind of share was how to truly listen to that solar plexus, that goddess instinct. I mean, there's so many names for it, but Absolutely. whatever you want to listen to on that. But I really truly believe that a huge part of that is tapping into the inner child first and then moving forward from that. And so for me, something that really was powerful um, because I had this like disassociation with my inner, because I was like so used to having all this masculine energy and just always in work mode. And I had really become a workaholic. Like I, I'm total type three Enneagram, like through and through. And so really getting to that point of, okay, it is okay to be still. It is okay to just sit and have a movie day. Is It, it is okay to like forgive yourself. Like all these little things that actually took time and being still, I was incapable of doing. And so for me, something that was very powerful was writing. And so when I was in trauma therapy, I would write letters to my inner self. And then I would have to write back from like nine-year-old me to myself now. And I am telling you the disassociation girl that I experienced was something like never before. It was insane to be like, I cannot connect to my, like, I feel so silly right now. Like there's no connection. Like it, it is gone. And once I was able to find that connection again, it was like my solar plexus and my inner um, gut voice and everything just kind of turned on. Like there was like a light flip that had just switched and been like, ta-da. And so what is some work that you have done personally that is just that you can advise the audience? It's like, if you do this, like you are going to see results. Oh, my heavens. I would agree with you with the journaling experience. Mm. I truly believe that journaling changes lives and it is the lowest costing thing that you could ever do to invest in yourself. And all you have to do is have a paper, you know, a paper and a pen or even your phone. Like it could be as cheap as possible and it really is extremely valuable. And so I love that you wrote letters to yourself. And I do a form of that too with my clients that really helps them. And and it helps me too of connecting into that inner voice. So what I like to guide people through is to ask themselves questions like, when did I feel unheard? And then just start journaling about that because you're right. Sometimes there is such a dissociation of our child self 
that we can't even recognize that our inner child is hurting, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, it's like people don't remember their childhood. I have clients all the time. They're like, well, can I even do this work? I don't remember my inner child. And I'm like, then you gotta do this yeah, work. You're like, like, then you really need to do it. Yes, yes. Like, that's the biggest, like, clue point. And so just starting where you can and saying, when did I feel unheard? When did I believe that I wasn't good enough? And you just start writing whatever comes to your mind, but asking those, I call them the triggering questions because they get your mind to think and it's not your normal question that you would ask yourself. Mm -hmm. I really like to, what was really helpful for me, because I think that everyone gets stuck at a certain point or like you were saying, a lot of people get to that point of like, well, I don't remember, like, how am I supposed to write about something that I can't even remember? And it's like, it's crazy how our subconscious, we store so many things in there and the subconscious is like, okay, I'm going to take over so that you don't have to think about this. And so our subconscious holds on to all of this stuff and our conscious is like over here thinking that it doesn't even exist. And so when we are able to write at a scientific level, it connects to our subconscious And things that were stored so deeply in there start to be released by these triggering questions that you're talking about. Yes, it's amazing what will come out. I will have clients all the time be like, I had no idea that Mm -hmm. was impacting me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know. You just had to get the ball rolling and give yourself that space to say it's going to be okay. And I am so there with you. I am a type two Enneagram and then three is my next. And so I have that very strongly in me too. And I think it's a coping mechanism for so many people to just run past it, right? To just go on to the next thing and not give ourselves credit. And that's what also hinders that inner authority, that voice and that knowing is because it doesn't feel safe. It's like it tried for so long to get you to feel and experience. And you're like, nope, that doesn't work for me. I don't want to feel that. And so then your conscious brain is like, oh, okay, well, we don't need to do that. So then subconscious kicks in and it's like, I got you. I'll keep you safe. I'll store all of this information. Mm. Yes. And then our conscious is like, I'm free. (laughs) Yep, I'm free. I'm good. Meanwhile, I'm going to give you all of these experiences that are really going to suck and you have to figure it out all by yourself. (laughs) Yes, I know. And I think that's really, I mean, when it comes down to it, I know people all do, you know, their opinions and ways that it works for them. And it really is a very personal journey and you can guide people along the way, but it is something that you have to like tweak for each person because each person is different or we'd all be so boring and the same. But what I love is that when you start this journey, it's like once things unfold, you can really start to pull pieces from like, okay, we have trauma here, we have fear here, we have, and from the having a third party or having a coach or a mentor or someone that you can work with on this, I feel is really, really crucial in the early steps because when you are dealing with trauma, It is very, very painful and it is hard to do alone. And a lot of things you will miss because you are the one that's wrapped up in it. And so when you have someone that can identify that and kind of walk you through and just hold your hand through that first few steps and getting you going on your healing journey, I mean, that is where magic happens. It totally is. And I will preach that till the day I die. And even after that, that you Mm. need to have someone get you through that process because you will, you'll miss things. And 
because your brain wants to keep you in comfort and when you readdress trauma and go through those painful moments of your life, your brain naturally will just kick in and say, oh, this is hard. Like, it's okay. Why don't you stay in bed today? Or, hey, I know mm-hmm. this is really hard and it it's really daunting to have that conversation that you know you have to have, but it's okay. Just ignore it again today. Like, you'll be all right. And it's really hard to step into that brilliance and that power that you want to have if you don't have someone helping you and holding you accountable and, and showing you the way that it is going to be safe. I mean, I would have chickened out so many times if I knew I didn't have an appointment to show up for. And I would have chickened out so many times of doing the journaling or doing the exercise on my own if I didn't have someone to report back to and say, hey, this is how my progress is going. Or even my family, like I had two children, like I had a baby and a two-year-old that were counting on me to figure this out. And Mm -hmm. I needed someone to help guide me through that process because if not, it was too heavy and too painful. And I just, I couldn't muster up all of the courage to get through that trauma on my own. Yes. And you know what happened for me when I was started going to trauma therapy, something that was very powerful that I didn't even see was that I had a generational curse going. Like it had passed on from generation to generation to generation. And I didn't even see that I was repeating the same things that I said that I would never do to mm-hmm. my own children. And it took someone else being like, whoa, 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 this needs to break with you. Like you are going to break this curse. We're going to move on past it. And your children are going to raise their children differently. Like this stops now. And I had no idea. I was so in the fight or flight mode, caveman response to keeping myself safe that I did not even realize that I was doing the same behavior that I swore that I would never do. And that's why I'm so passionate now. And like you are in helping other women, because it's like, you need to have that someone that yes, can make you feel safe, but can also push you out of your comfort zones. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, I had someone on social media that called me out and was like, I can never trust you again because you're saying X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yes, because I have to, like, Mm -hmm. my job is not to keep you in your cycle. My job is to help you be your best self. And if I were to just let you roll on past that cycle of yes, generational. I see that all the time. If I were to let you just keep rolling with that cycle, you are going to keep repeating the trauma and the damage in every single generation. And that is not okay with me. So sure. Be mad at me, be angry with me for calling out what it is, but that is what I'm here to do. I'm not here to make your job easy and coach. Like that's what Netflix is for. I am here to actually help you heal and have your greatest, best life. Oh, I love that so much. And I think one thing that is really powerful because people are like, oh, I could never get into healing. I could never do this. I care too much what people think. But here's the cool thing. Like when you are healed, you don't care what anyone else thinks because you are so solid in your foundation and your fundamentals that nothing else matters. Like you are just here for one purpose to serve and to help people and to push the comfort zones and to teach that nothing else matters. So when you get the comments like that, that maybe before when you still carried that trauma would have crippled you and kept you in bed all day crying and what was me now don't even phase you. You're like, wow, that person has some work to do and I'm going to send them some love. Yes, it's so true. And 
each year, each moment that you go through and let go of other limiting beliefs and things that you hold on to, you do, you step into that freedom of, wow, I am so amazing and I am enough. And I yes. know that I have good work to do in this planet, no matter what it is. And those comments don't phase you. And you're like, hmm, actually that opinion isn't my own. Like, thank you for that. But I'm going to return all that energy back to you. <laughs> mm, yes. I know um, one of my mentors always talks about the mirror, you know, that anyone that says anything, it's really just a mirror reflection of them. And same thing when you say something. And I was just like, when I'm that finally grasped for me, when I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like this because I see this in myself or, you know, and that, that was the most empowering moment I think I have had on my journey thus far. I love that mirror. Mm, Sometimes it's yes. so easy to be like, oh, I'm going to set boundaries and not be around that person. But I've tried to really embrace those prickly hard people because it shows me all the crap I'm holding on to. I'm like, yes, this is brilliant. Like, it really makes me uncomfortable. And I really don't like being angry and frustrated. But like, thank you, person, because you're showing me all that is bothering me that I didn't give space and credit for. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, like preach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we are at our time, but I love, love, love talking to you. I could seriously talk to you for another hour, Ditto. but I want to make sure that everyone knows where to find you, where to connect with you. You guys, if you follow her on the gram or Facebook, you will not be disappointed. Always really quality content and just an amazing connection from the second I saw you reach out about a podcast. I was like, I have to have her on my show. Oh my heavens. Thank you so much. Yes. I love showing up on social media spaces because it's a way for me to just really connect and understand people and help them through their challenges. Cause I may not be able to meet with everyone one-on-one, -on -one, but I can help on social media with the questions and the things that I ask. So if you would like to follow me, you can find me at Talisha Kim on both Instagram and Facebook, and we can just connect, send me a message, say hello, Tell me that you listen to the podcast and I would love to connect with you. Yes. Thank you so much again. And we will be in touch so soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. I love conversations like this, that you just walk away and feel energized and positive. And how amazing is it, you guys, that you go through all this darkness and you go through all this pain. And when you're in the midst of it, you just feel like there might not be light. Like you might not make it through. You're just literally holding on, white knuckling it, just trying to get through the next minute. And when you finally get through and you finally get the healing that you need and you get to the other side to truly be a light for people that are still in it and help the healing process and send the good energy, just what happens on the other side is miraculous. So if you are going through something right now and if you are struggling, I just want you to know that I am sending you light and love and I want you to hold on and push through and step outside your comfort zones in a safe way that really causes growth because growth never came from comfort zones. That's actually the ending on my email. And it's important for us to do things that make us and push us into the person that we were destined to be.
goddesses, you are worth so much. So if no one told you today, I love you and have a beautiful week.